Welcome to Sh- We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Kalina. And this is Salette. And we're happy to have you guys back with us. This is our podcast for paranormal romance books. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's why we're here. <laughs> that's why you're here. Well, that's why we're all here. Hopefully. Hopefully that's why everybody's here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining us. Yay. I'm in a different environment. I'm not sitting in my closet right now. So you guys might hear some extra sounds that I may or may not be able to get rid of. So just <laughs> letting you guys know. That's all right. It is. I just, I can't sit on the floor right now. My back hurts. So I'm sitting on a chair. Yeah. It's not comfortable. I really, I hate sitting cross-legged on my bed for the two hours it takes us I to know. do this recording. Oh. <laughs> My legs hurt. I just am like not a just cross legged is just not comfortable. But I don't have any other place I could put a chair or do something different. So this is just the way it is. Well, you know we're both fully vaccinated. We can start getting together again. Here's the thing too. When I'm in my office closet, my office. Yes. If you're interested, you can come over. That'll be our recording studio until they (laughs) let us back into the um the library. Library. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's true. We could probably do that. Yeah. And the great thing is, is that I'll only I won't have to bring any of my equipment, and you don't have to bring any of yours because we could like if I go to your house, we could just use your mic. Oh yeah. Equipment won't have to transfer yeah. travel ever again. Ever again. True. So we could do that. Maybe we could take turns going to each other's houses. Sure. And we could sit at the table or on the couch at your place, and then we can go into my office at home. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll give it a shot. Yeah. We'll think about well well yeah we'll do it okay do you have anything to report um what's been going on with you for two weeks shit uh well the boys are almost done with school they have like two weeks left of school so they'll be done at the end of may during this time it won't be may when you guys are listening (laughs) like yeah july or something it'll be july or something (laughs) will be a couple of weeks from surprise visiting GME in New Orleans because we, I don't know, we decided to do this spontaneously like right. we did in New York. And this one's going to be a surprise or it was a surprise, whatever. <laughs> Timing is hard in podcast world, guys. Um, so for us, it will be. Yes. And for you guys, it will have been. <laughs> I love listening to our new episodes that come out and we're talking about, God, I can't wait to get the shot. I can't wait for I this know. and I can't wait for that. I'm like, you sucker. You've already got both of them. Shut up. <laughs> that was the wildest thing about the last one that just came out. It was literally the day before I tested positive mm-hmm. for COVID. <laughs> it was. And we it were was. just going on and on about getting the vaccine and just, oh. you know, all of that. And like the next day I tested positive and I was like, ooh, yep. I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> That's exactly right. So it's, so. it's yeah, wild. <laughs> it's wild listening back for us. <laughs> it is. At least our gap isn't as big and you should be really big. So it used to be like half a year and it made it no sense. <laughs> was half a year (laughs) it was didn't make any sense but as far as like my life plan everything's going good with that still eating keto my last cheat day was mother's day the guys or dan and the boys took me to go eat some sushi so that was nice and then for dessert we got to drive through mcdonald's and get a vanilla cone because it's my favorite it's Mm -hmm. fucking delicious so good and it's only a buck or something yeah 
total, I am down 37 pounds. No, 34 pounds. I don't, I don't know math. <laughs> Something like that. So I'm still keeping track of everything that I'm eating, all the exercise that I'm not doing, which is my big problem. I think that's what I need to start doing is actual exercise. Yeah. And I don't, I don't have a, I mean, I guess I do have a gym membership, but right now it's just a donation to Planet Fitness every month. <laughs> Um, don't say I don't donate. I donate to Planet Fitness. <laughs> They're such a worthy charity. <laughs> I know, right? They care about our health, you know? And <laughs> it's definitely such a vital donation. It is. Um, but, uh, yeah, things are, things are pretty good. Dan's in Vegas right now with all of his boyfriends. So I, I'm hoping he's having fun. And it's just me and the boys awesome. at this very moment. Yeah. How are you? How are things with you two weeks ago or two Pretty weeks to now? good. Um, not much to report. Uh, struggling with this month's recipes in my plan. I just don't like them very much. Mm-hmm. I made a chicken tikka masala from last month's Ooh, recipe that like is, you know, right in the in the eating plan. And it was fucking fantastic. I oh. was floored. Because I have tried in like my past life, had tried to make chicken tikka masala like four or five times from like authentic recipes and it never fucking works. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's okay, but it tastes weird and it doesn't, it's not close to the actual like restaurant quality food. Yeah. And this fucking recipe from, you know, this like healthy eating plan program that I'm part of. I was like, there's no way this is going to be like a restaurant, you know? I was like, I'm going to make it, but I bet you it's nothing like actual tikka masala. And that shit was delicious. Oh my God. (laughs) Now you have to make it for when I come over. Yes, I will. And I think it should be really close, like, because it's just chicken and some vegetables and stock and like a whole can of whole coconut milk. So that would be the thing that would have the most calories, I think, for you. Would be the coconut milk. Yeah. yeah. But But that's totally okay. But it's not a process or anything you Mm-mm. know no and i'll just like and you don't like rice so you don't make it with rice no i had patrick make rice because you got to just have something right some type of yeah but i can't i'm not allowed to make rice because it hates me and it literally <laughs> refuses to cook if i am around it uh so <laughs> so no i don't usually make it i'll I, you know i could eat it just it was basically kind of like a stew almost i could just eat mm-hmm. it out of a bowl plain or i think it would be really good over like a barley or a cauliflower or a quinoa or something that's not Ooh, as empty yeah. as rice yeah. But it was delicious. So, I'm, I mean, I'm still trucking along. I feel really good, like more hormonally balanced, I think, mm-hmm. except for my ovulations. Those still suck real bad. Today oh, was man. one of those. I thought those would calm down after you stopped your... Not that I really think that that had anything to do with your flow, but I don't know. It is wildly bad. I'm going to... I think now that I've had three, three and they haven't... That hasn't changed. That's still just as painful, the, the first one to the third one. I think I'm going to... To reach out because I have a, a counseling session that comes with this. I just haven't utilized yet because I wanted to really oh. get into the, the system and understand yeah. it and see how I'm working with it before I reach out and do a counseling because otherwise it's just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then that's a waste of a counseling session. <laughs> yeah. So I think I'm going to reach out and do my counseling session about specifically why I have such painful ovulation because it doesn't make a lot of sense. And well, I mean, I think it's probably endometriosis on 
diagnosed, but... Oh, it could be. Yeah, all the symptoms seem to speak to that, but that sucks. And I'm hoping there's something I can do to kind of lessen that naturally. But to be fair, too, it's one day and I just take Advil and then it's not painful anymore. You know, it works. Yeah. So if that's the only thing that's guy got going on, I'll, that's better than being on the pill all year, every day for yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, so okay. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. But yeah, it's still pretty good. And, uh, you know, it's hard. It's super hard. It's, it's hard because you at least I really love that you have Dan doing it. You know, and that yeah. he's so supportive. And, like, Patrick will eat what I cook, but he's not on the plan, you know? Right. And so it's a little tricky because I'm trying to, like, make things that I can modify so that, like, he and Caden can eat. Yeah. And I I think about that, too, because I know that we, we said we were going to do this together. And we are doing this together, but we don't live together. No. So we don't have that close shared experience. And I think that even if we were living together or lived close to each other, our, our eating patterns would be different anyway. Because we yeah. eat different things. Yeah. But yeah, I don't like tilapia, I found <laughs> out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, that's good. You know, not that I, I don't, besides doing this and us talking all the time, you know, whatever support you need from me, just let me know. Yeah, I'm happy to, absolutely. If you've got like a recipe you're dying to like feed somebody, let me know. I'll fucking yeah. eat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will eat it. Because that's the other thing is these, they come out with a whole month of recipes, but I cycle them. So I'm mm-hmm. only in each phase usually for a week or less, depending on how my cycles are going. So I wanted to do the tikka masala, but by the time I was going to do it, my follicular phase was over. And so I was like, well, moving on. No more chicken tikka masala. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I brought it back for this month because I was like, well, I don't like anything you're trying to make me eat. <laughs> so we'll do that. So that's the, that is the nice thing is like, I don't have to do what they say. I can just, well, obviously you don't have to do anything, right? Well, but, right. <laughs> but because they have already given, you know, I've already received four months worth of recipes. I can just pull ones from past months that I I did like yeah. that meet that phase and I just can ignore the ones I don't like. Yeah. yeah. So that's fine. But yeah, yeah I'm happy. I, you know, I, at the end of the day, I'm not losing as much as you, but I feel a lot better than I was feeling before. And, well, and that is the key. The, exactly. That is, that's the point. That's the whole purpose of all this. And I think I'm going extreme. I think that if you looked at my journal and see what I've been eating and what I've been doing, you wouldn't think that it was enough. You'd probably think, I think most people wouldn't think it was enough and that it was maybe unhealthy in a way. I'm not starving myself. I'm eating every single day. Mm -hmm. But there are times where I am only doing an OMAD. Mm -hmm. But it's, um, you know, we have the rest of this year to finish this. So, Well, yes. And we also have our lives. Also the rest (laughs) of our lives. (laughs) No, December 31st, the deadline. (laughs) Then we drive off a cliff like Uh, Elma and Louise. Exactly. (laughs) Only if I get Brad Pitt first. Okay. Yeah. Hells yeah. Especially in that movie, Young Brad Pitt. Oh. Well, he doesn't say anything. No. He just stands there. Sexy cowboy man. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Well, great. Uh, Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's fun. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a quickie before we get into our book. All right. And that is, your last night on earth is in your favorite hotel. Which one is it? Uh, It's going to be the Saratoga Inn at Saratoga. Oh, really? Yeah. God, that's a tough one. It's either that (laughs) or the Playa Mazatlan in Mazatlan. Mm Mm-hmm. 
That's a hard question because I've been in a lot of really nice hotels now. The more that I think about it, I'm like, or. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a those two because not only the hotel, but the surroundings. So if we're up in Saratoga, we get the hot tub and we can just sit in the hot tub all night watching the stars until the world ends or mm-hmm. we die or whatever the scenario is here. <laughs> Or if it's down in Mexico, you know, you're out on the terrace, you have the beach, like that place is the whole penthouse. So that would be a nice place to spend the last night on Earth, (laughs) watching the waves and the moon. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so cool. What about you? Well, I've got a few different answers and you can tell me it's not fair, but I'm with you. There's two hotels, but I think one of the first places I would choose is probably that house we rented in Belize. Cool. That's not a hotel. It's not, but but it's a rental property. (laughs) Right. You know, and I think either one of those rooms would have been perfectly fine. Obviously, ours was the tits, but uh, it was just so fucking nice. It was so wonderful. My other one that actually hotels is the, I don't know what it's called, but it's a hotel in Cancun, Mexico, near Tulum. And it was just, the only thing I hated about it was the floors because it got really humid and slippery all the time. But you would just open your sliding door and then you'd get into the pool. They had these pools that wrapped around the whole building on Mm -hmm. each floor. It was just this (laughs) continuous pool that wrapped around. It was just amazing. And you had your own entrance to like your piece of the pool. And then you could like take laps around the whole building in a pool (laughs) on whatever level you're at. It was, it's incredible. And the beds were super comfortable at that point. That was the most comfortable bed we'd ever been in a hotel. Mm -hmm. But then I started going to the Hiltons and I said... (laughs) No, sorry, nothing sorry. A fucking hill. I don't know. They they have magic beds. <laughs> they to do. God. They've got cocaine in their beds or something. But something. yeah. So as far as a bed goes, it's going to be a Hilton bed. I, I, no, I wanted to say Hilton, but I don't want to spend my last night in Florida. And that's... No, well, that, that's the thing too. Yeah, I don't want to be. I don't want to be in Florida, like in that Hilton in Florida. I when don't. we go to Waikoloa in October, I'll let you know how those Hiltons are. There we go. Yes. So, yeah, those are mine. Yeah. I mean, shit, yeah. That's all good. Yeah. Hotels are the best, and I can't wait to go back to a hotel. I know. We get to go to one next weekend. I'm so excited. That's very exciting. It's not a great hotel. But still, it's, it's, (laughs) you're going to be in a hotel, and that's all I want. Yeah. I love, I love staying in hotels. They're just the greatest. I just, I I love them, too. They're so good. All right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So we are going to talk about the book this week is A Shift in the Water by Patricia Eddy. And it was an audio book read by Richard Sawyer and Lucy Rivers. And before I talk about the book and do the clits notes, I wanted to just start this episode with a quick apology to Patricia Eddie for an episode we did in our second season. It was episode 37 on her book, Secrets in Blood. This was early in our podcasting careers and we were still just doing the recordings in a my bedroom and at the time we're joking about how we had like five listeners it was more of it it still felt a little bit more like a project for ourselves yeah and we were being our typical critical uh, sometimes mean selves and yeah while it is true we didn't like that particular book we were way meaner to it in that episode than we should have been than we you know had rights to be yeah and something we've learned since it took us a while it took us a couple of years but we have learned that it's just not worth 
doing an episode on a book that we don't like and didn't yeah. enjoy. And so recently that's happened where we've we've planned an episode, we've read a book, and we've come together to just you know to start planning our episode and it comes out neither of us liked the book. And so it's mm-hmm. like, are we really gonna sit here and talk for hours about a book we didn't like? Are we gonna be those people? <laughs> right. Right. And we just don't want to put that out into the world anymore. So we've stopped. We you know we will change plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was only like I think it was just a couple months ago we didn't even get a quarter of the way through a book we had planned and both of us are texting each other like hard stop I can't I can't listen to I can't finish I'm this not book. finishing this book nope <laughs> so we just like right turn pick a new book yep. quickly listen to it and get it done for the podcast so but we but that took a while we it took us a couple of you know really tough books for us to get through and and then re-listening to those episodes and feeling bad about how mean we've been in the past the authors didn't deserve it and these books just any book that we don't like doesn't mean it everyone's gonna hate it or it's a bad right. book it, it's not an objectively bad book that was mm-hmm. our subjective opinion and uh so we do want to apologize for that that episode is harder and harsher than it should have been there were parts of the book that were okay it just wasn't the right book for us yeah and we should have backed off from it and we say in this for this podcast and a lot of our episodes all the time that we don't want to disrespect the hard work and and the love that authors put into all of their into their books that we love and that we enjoy to read so for us to have reviewed that book so harshly and i mean i think me in particular i think i was a lot meaner than you were but um we didn't understand podcast etiquette we didn't understand uh, book review etiquette we just didn't know any of that stuff and i don't think even at that point we'd even met any authors yet no we hadn't even been to our first shameless yet yeah so so the first uh shameless book con that we went to really put our attitudes in perspective all of the authors that we met there were incredible they're incredible women and we respect them and love them and we had so much fun and then when we got home we realized how much of an (laughs) how much of assholes we are like it just unnecessarily i guess I don't know if we, uh, uh, cruel, I guess. We weren't graceful with our review and we no. have worked on that since. Yeah. And it was, yeah. So it's a learning, learning curve. And mm-hmm. uh, so, but we did want to own it because that was a error and we made it. Yes. And also, <laughs> and since the, and it's, and it wasn't even like we hated that book so much we're going to stop reading Patricia's book. No, we've actually read more of Patricia's books, you know, in other uh, series and stuff. Kalina, you've read a lot of her, the Midnight Coven she, books. And- she, yeah. Yeah, she she was a part of the Midnight Coven writers, the like twelve or thirteen authors that write short stories mm-hmm. based around a theme. We we talked to Lisa Manifold and Corinna Flynn yep. about some of their books from that series, and I mean it's been a while, but uh, I read all of them, and she wrote in all three. I think she wrote a book or a short, you know, for all three seasons that they kind of produced material for, for yeah. mm-hmm. and I liked them. You know, twelve short stories based on a vampire theme i can't pull exactly which one it was anymore <laughs> that i read two years ago. no i read two two to three years ago at this point yeah uh, but i liked it i do remember her which one yes which one was fantastic and actually since we're talking about it i'm gonna pull it up just because i want you read that one and you liked it too i loved it i just want to make sure i have the name right so that you know i like to get things correct <laughs> <laughs> thank you one of us likes to <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we just wanted to we wanted to own that that error at the beginning cuz just in case anyone goes back to listen to 
the old episode, you know, the last episode we did from a Patricia Eddy. We don't want them to <laughs> listen right. to that and be like, whoa. Yeah. Bitches. <laughs> we really were. I, I listened back to that episode and I'm so embarrassed with how, like, you know, I'm not going to put it down because that at that time that was our genuine selves. You know, I'm not going to try to mask that, but I have grown from it and I have changed from it it has taught me so yeah you know it just because i i looked it up it was called wicked omens was yes. um the one she were she wrote for the cursed coven series of the midnight coven's books <laughs> of the I witches yeah i don't know it's for the witches but they were it was a it was a sexy male witch and a sexy uh angel oh, and yeah. uh, a male angel and uh mm-hmm. it was a really it was a hot oh, sexy my God. book no, it was super good i read that at our second shameless actually yes yeah and so Oh, that was so good. You know, one, learn to review gracefully. <laughs> yeah. You cannot like things. It's perfect. Like, I don't want to say, I'm not retroactively saying we really liked Secrets of Blood because we didn't. That's just right. a fact. We're, I'm not going to lie about that. It's just we could have But been... we could have been nicer or we could have chosen not to exactly. record an hour-long episode about not liking it and put it into the world. Like, what the fuck does that do? Yeah. That's negative and bullshitty. So, we sucked, but we're getting better. Yes. And we didn't give up on, like you said, we didn't give up on her, and we've read other books by her, and now we have a shift in water to discuss, Mm -hmm. which... We both really fucking liked. Oh I started on Monday and I was in tears by the end of it. Or like when I text you, yeah. when I asked you if you started it yet, I, if you get me and I'm poking my chest right now, if you guys want to get a visual, if you get me in my feelers where my heart is, your fucking book is one of, has it's getting my favorites. And I love this. I mean, it's not my full trope, but it is sort of that whole forbidden type of maybe not but yes, type of love. So, oh, it was so good. I love it and I can't wait to talk about it. So, um, we meet Cade. He is part of a wolf pack up in Washington State. And he is the alpha. He and his, you know, pack kind of have a, you know, section of town where they have a wood shop and a coffee shop and a, I don't know, repair thing. or So I don't remember all the things, but they have this, they've carved out a nice life for themselves as wolves, as humans. And then they also get to, you know, run as wolves and and enjoy when all of a sudden a guy shows up and says, hey, I found you. I used to be part of your father's pack. I just have to let you know you were being hunted by this crazy fire elemental who thinks that your father killed her mother back 30 years ago. <laughs> and now she's on a revenge kick and she's going to kill us. And then guess who shows up? Fire elemental shows up. Katarina. She burns down the... Sh- you know, apartment burns down where all of the pack is meeting at the time, catches all the wolves off guard. And the next thing we know, Kate is captured. He's in his wolf form. He's standing on a cement platform or cement pad in the middle of dirt and a chain link fence. And he cannot shift back. There's some kind of magic on him that's keeping him wolf. The ground is bespelled to be lava hot dirt. So every time he tries to step off of it he burns his paws and uh yeah his life sucks a lot basically so <laughs> he's he's dealing with this meanwhile that's a lot that's a lot to deal with it's a little bit and katarina tells him that he, naturally she's killed his whole pack so he thinks everyone he loves is dead he's dying and he's being tortured to death and she goes i will keep you as long as i had to suffer when your father killed my mother so i guess 30 years <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
like, wow, that's a commitment uh, to torture. A, yes. But uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, then side, you know, on the somewhere else, <laughs> we meet uh, Mara, who is a young woman nurse, neonatal nurse, but she has some kind of illness that's killing her. Uh, she just th- like her blood just is not staying oxygenated. And so they give her transfusions every couple of weeks, but there's really nothing the doctors can do. She'll just keep getting sicker until she dies. Um, so she's kind of living the end of her life. She's only 30 and she is like bucket listing everything, you know, going to Paris, skydiving, all the stuff. And then one night she is spending, she thinks it's close now. The end is close for her within a couple of weeks, probably. So she spends one final night on her favorite, her favorite hotel on an island, kind of like our quickie. (laughs) (laughs) And in the morning she gets up and goes for a swim in the ocean because she always feels better when she's swimming. And then she, you know, drives off the island back to her home in Seattle, only to discover there's a wolf in her car. (laughs) Yep, yep. So Kate had managed to escape, still stuck as a wolf. It's been months, six months or something like that. He sees Mara. He feels better in her presence and he sees her car and knows that's the only way off this island. So she, so he gets in the trunk. So she takes him home. He's injured. She doesn't want to harm him or, or euthanize him. So she gets her vet friend to help save him. She nurses this wolf back to health. Everyone in her life is like, bitch, you're crazy. <laughs> You've got a fucking wolf. <laughs> you cannot keep a wild wolf in a your wild house. wolf. <laughs> and she's like, yes, I can. <laughs> And I will. And meanwhile, um, she's talking to him and she's kind of explaining, like, I'm dying too, so I understand how you feel. Because it does seem like he's dying as a wolf. Yeah. And so she brings him back and she starts to feel better around him too. And he starts to feel better around her. What? What? And then one magical night, she's pretty sure this is the end. She's going to die. And the next thing she knows, she wakes up. The room is kind of like full of moisture and weirdness and she looks and there's a naked man in her bed (laughs) and her wolf is gone. There's no more wolf. So, so she and Cade, they kind of take some time. They have to get to know each other. They have to figure things out. He was a wolf for six months, so he has to relearn human speech and and the thought processes and moving around as a human. But eventually... She kind of is like, what do you mean werewolves are real? And, you know, he explains all that and how he thinks she's an elemental, uh, but a, probably a water elemental. And so uh, she finally decides her, her aunt's been trying to get her hooked up with a water or an air elemental for yes, air. months. Mm-hmm. She's like, she thinks she can save you. And, you know, of course, the nurse uh, science lady is like, no, I'm not going to go see a, <laughs> a witch a doctor. Witch. <laughs> yeah. Well, turns out she is a water elemental. Yeah. <laughs> and the witch, you know, the the air elemental shows up and helps her learn some of her powers and basically says, you know, it is your power. Using it will make you feel better. You have an imbalance that's making you sick. And if you use your magic, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to learn magic. They have to go find what happened to him because he doesn't really remember his his past. Kay doesn't. They also are sneakily kind of falling in love. I know. Who would have thought? What? <laughs> what kind of book are we reading? Well, it can't be a romance book, could it? <laughs> um, turns out his pack is not dead. So they all show up. 
And they're like so happy to have him back, but they're not thrilled. He's kind of mating, trying to get mated to an elemental. Mm-hmm. But because an out, elemental had destroyed them, sort of. Right? Almost killed all of them. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit bummed by it. Oh, super big twist. <laughs> that elemental is Mara's sister. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So, so when Katarina's mother was killed 30 years ago, Mara was six months old, her baby, Katarina's baby sister. And they both get put into foster care and separated. And naturally, the six-month-old gets adopted, whereas the 12-year-old does not. Right. So she is bitter and upset, and Mara is not. <laughs> right. So Kate, eventually Katarina finds them. Big all kinds of war, like fighting. And uh, Katarina dies. And Mara... Mara kills her. Saves everyone. Yeah, she Mara does. kills her own sister, saves everyone... Saves Cade, saves all the wolves. They come around. They say, no, we like you now. You're cool. And she's like, Cade, I want to mate with you. Yeah. (laughs) They accept her in the pack. And because she is the alpha's mate, they have to respect her in that regard. Yep. So she she finds love and she doesn't die. Yes. And then they have Christmas. And who doesn't love Christmas? (laughs) (laughs) First of all, can I just say... To have, to build your main character as a person who is terminally ill, quote unquote. I mean, her problems were because she's a water elemental and she can balance out the oxygen in her blood like you had said, but she didn't know about that. But I, I loved how that all started because I'm like, how the hell do you fix this? Besides, you know, obviously finding your faded mate, right? Magic. Actually, <laughs> by magic, yeah. And nothing in here was faded. No. Nothing in here was faded, which we love and we appreciate. Jesus, when, <laughs> as I was listening to all of this and it was going back and forth between his story and her story and all of the things that she was going through, how she just kept getting sicker and weaker and she was experiencing this and that and all of her inner monologues logs they fucking killed me every single time kalina and i (laughs) i just i couldn't handle it i was in tears books don't normally make me cry i don't i mean i've had probably a four in my life that make me cry and oh my god two of them are about wolves i just realized that (laughs) (laughs) yeah two of them are about wolves my wolf of me made me cry too yeah, my wolf and me, which was a little reminiscent of this one, as far as having a you know a, a wolf, oh, a wolf that you don't know is a human, yeah. is a human, yeah, you know. And Cade, Jesus, Cade is easily top three of my favorite guys, yeah, ever, ever that we've read. And we have a history of not really liking wolves in particular. We haven't come across one where we're just like, yeah, totally. Well, you know. No, it's always been something else. But Jesus, this guy, he's like a gentleman gentleman. Oh, he's so good. Oh, he's so good. I was so into this book when she saved him, like as a wolf, when he was still a wolf. Yeah. And she was saving his life. And like he was behaving in ways he could understand what she was saying and stuff. And like she's going, wow, this wolf's really smart like he the first day he was outdoor trained like house trained house broken he wanted to go outside to relieve himself and she's like is that how wolves behave no no it's not no no No, normally you'd be dead (laughs) that wolf would have eaten you yes or at least just fucked you up (laughs) (laughs) but instead you know 
he's it's just there oh it was such a good there it was building to like such a good foundation Mm -hmm. even though they weren't even the same species at the time (laughs) to what was what was going to come for them in in the end what their relationship would be but it they had so many good makeout sessions too and like i just loved it it was it the was, sex was good. The sex was good. But it, just their relationship, because then, you know, she wakes up and there's a fucking naked man in her bed. And she just is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but she doesn't, you know, kick him out or anything. She just, she t- rolls with it because she feels good, you know, confident with him and like comfortable because of how much time she spent with him as a wolf. Yeah. And like they're meant, you know, they just, they compliment each other and they do have this she still thinks she's dying and he's like no you're not i'm gonna save you (laughs) like we'll figure it out and they do and i just loved it it was so sweet and they i mean like they have the sexual tension that's happening throughout the book obviously up until the moment they actually do have sex but he's so like so good about it because he knows that once he mates that that is that becomes his mate you know like when he has sex that's that becomes his mate and he didn't he denied her so many times and i I was like oh man i can't believe it and those were the parts that really got me in my feelers because you could feel it obviously between from his side and for her side where she's like okay he's not into me i can just get over this and we can move on and we can go figure out what is i don't even remember what they were uh trying to figure out at that moment i don't know Um, memory something a couple couple yeah different things anyway it was that that whole thing about they want to be with each other, but they can't. And one of them is reading those messages a certain way. And it's hurting a lot more than it should. But the other one is feeling that way because he wants to protect her. Because he, yeah. he just didn't think it was fair to just bed her to have sex with her without letting her know that, you know, I mean, eventually he does. He says, if you and I do this, I am attached to you for the rest of my life, even if you leave me. Yep. Yeah. He's like, I am yours. Wolves mate for <laughs> life so this we is made it. for life so this is big for me yep. and we have to be 100 percent sure and she's struggling with like he says that a couple times and you know she's like i can't promise anything i mm-hmm. thought i was gonna be dead in a week yeah. and now i'm starting to get used to the i have to get used to the idea that i'm not going to die like i you know she had foregone the thought of a future right that's not a state of being you can turn off you can no. just go oh i'm alive fine cool no she because it wasn't it wasn't sudden for her this illness has been long prolonged it's been going on for like a year now she's been getting sicker and sicker so she knew she was gonna die so that takes a lot of mental preparation to put yourself into a healthy state of being to accept that especially at the age of 30 yeah you know and an unknown illness like it's not even something the doctors mm-hmm. are like oh man what a bummer yeah you got you know this disease normally like we could try to f- cure it but we can't cure that one or something no this is just yeah we don't know why but you're gonna die <laughs> and she's in the profession no she's not a doctor she is a nurse she, she's so a nurse so this is what she believes in she believes in the science and they have no idea what's wrong with her I think it's such a brilliant way to put characters in the storyline together because that it, it tore me up from the very it's beginning. It's heartrending. It's so heartrending. <laughs> it's awful. Like, I was just sad. I loved it. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't like sad, hate it. I sad, no, loved it. I know. And I'm excited because you told me that there are additions to 
to this book. So there are what four books in the series? Yeah, it's so, so far. There, it's called the Elemental Shifters series. I think it's just it's only going Actually, to probably be those four: Earth, Wind, Air, and yes, or Wind and Air, the same thing. And fire, Earth, fire, water, water. <laughs> I start calling my corners. I forget them. Water. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Earth, air, fire, water. Yes, yes, those. Yes, ones. and she just finished fire this year it just came out the fourth book in the series and i think that's it her post was just like i the series is done so it's not like that makes sense yeah there's just gonna be the four of them so then okay so then another fire elemental obviously comes into play yeah it's not katarina because no we don't want her back she was evil she's dead dude she was one of the most evil characters we've ever read i have good it's very seldom i hate a character like to the point like viscerally upset every time they did her voice yeah (laughs) every time she's in the book like she's just because i have a lot to say about her because it's definitely i you know i like that the stakes in this book wasn't the world right it's not the fate of the world Mm -hmm. we're just there's just a row i mean she is probably going to keep killing just because she's obviously awful Mm -hmm. and a murderer but right now she's just really trying to kill she's trying to eliminate the last of this wolf guy this wolf pack because she thinks this man killed her mother. Well, and to be fair, he did. Now, there we've got two versions of the story. One, from her point of view, was her mom was a very nice fire elemental who went out in the middle of the <laughs> desert to practice her craft where she wouldn't hurt anybody. And a wolf stumbled on and got burnt up accidentally the story (laughs) so then Cade's father hunts her down mercilessly and murders her in cold blood that's Mm -hmm. katarina's version Cade and the wolves version is she maliciously killed this werewolf with fire Mm. and Cade's father tried to arrest her legally (laughs) and she ran and fell off a cliff yeah (laughs) so i don't know but she is dead (laughs) we never got the conclusion of this story we don't know so we don't know which one's real i mean obviously we want to believe cade but well yes but even (laughs) if like but even okay so let's just assume her version's 100 percent accurate Mm -hmm. for the sake of argument it happened exactly like she said and this really out of control alpha werewolf hunted her down and murdered her in cold blood without giving her any recourse to be like, I am sorry, I was just practicing magic and he stumbled (laughs) into my fire and died. She then, Katerina has a bad childhood. I will give her that. You know, she gets put in foster care. Doesn't sound like they're good foster homes. You know, lack of food, lack of love, lack of care. One of her foster families stole the money that she had been left. Actually, his, Kate's father had given them money, was trying to take care of them, and the foster family stole that money. So even in her story, he seemed like he was trying to do the right thing. So I don't know. But anyway, (laughs) she spends 30 years of her life I don't remember when Kate's father dies, but that was like 10 years ago or something. And she she eliminated that pack. She killed Kate's father and all of that wolf pack and then comes for his son and all of his son's wolf pack. Yeah. And it's like one person stop was, the dead. <laughs> responsible for your mom's death. And now we're like 12, 15 deaths in. Yeah. Then she burned an old lady to death. Yeah. Just because she was Kate's neighbor and happened to have 
have seen him and known and you like kind of knew where he went. Yeah. And so she wanted I have my shirts on inside out. That's fun. <laughs> I just figured that out. Sorry guys. I just learned that. Uh <laughs> So, but anyway, all of this long-winded babbly is to say, that's bullshit, bitch. There are, <laughs> are so many people in this world who have really tough, terrible, traumatic mm-hmm. childhoods. Or not even childhoods, but just lives who have gone through the shit and things have been bad for them. And guess what most of them don't do? They mm. don't murder fucking people in cold blood. They don't, like, torture, you know, even in her story, her mom wasn't tortured. Right. And so she's got Cade, she's burning him from the inside with some spell that's making him stay a werewolf, so he loses his mind and his humanity, and she's feeding him rotten food, and she's burning his paws with the lava. Lava. And she, I mean, it's just like, and she keeps hosing him down with a fire hydrant. Yeah. Hose. I just, I'm like... No, this isn't, and, and all, all the time, and all of her little grand speeches, they're all like, all because I didn't have a mother, because you right. took my mother from me. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> like, that's a bullshit excuse, and I won't accept it, bitch. No, not for that type of behavior. And for someone who recognizes that they're having problems because they didn't have a mother, knows that they could change, I mean, they can't obviously don't can't change the situation of not having a mother, but that doesn't give you the right to seek revenge on not just the person you think killed or I guess killed her mm-hmm. but everybody associated and other innocent people on the way yeah. you know like how do you get people to follow you to do something like that like I know she's a very powerful fire elemental but she had her boyfriend Jeremy who was he did he have powers he was an earth elemental and that's why she oh. could bind the fire and the earth magic earth, together right. yeah. yeah and and also that's why they went to ireland because they were safe there because he, he can't fly earth elementals can't be in the air <laughs> so they can't get on airplanes wait what yeah i missed that no no no. i mean when they went to ireland all of the pack went to ireland not not oh. not our main characters not our main characters but like liam I and and, and yes. the rest of the pack the guy because they, the they, they did survive the initial attack by katarina even though she lied and told Cade that they were all dead mm-hmm. they survived and they all went to ireland because liam the beta has a castle there because naturally i mean if somebody <laughs> in our story isn't a millionaire i don't i don't know what you we're know? supposed to do with it <laughs> we're not reading the right book (laughs) okay i get it now oh how cool i i love those little details about that how earth elementals can't fly because they have to be attached isn't that fun and and that's also like fun uh the whole time katarina's just pissed because the the whole book takes place up in the pacific northwest where it's rainy Mm -hmm. and she's a fire elemental so the rain is just pissing her off yeah (laughs) she normally lives down in arizona in the desert where it's hot and dry Mm -hmm. and there's no water and yeah i just those those little things are really yeah are really fun i didn't remember her saying anything about how air elemental oh the air elementals don't like being in basements or underground (laughs) (laughs) that's so awesome yeah i love those little details they're so yeah they're just uh, so nice yeah 
But uh, anyway, Kate turns into a human and they become interested in each other. Obviously, I mean, she falls in love with him even as a wolf, but so much more as a human. And he starts to regain his humanity, starts to remember who he is. And they go back, they find the pack and Livy, who is one of his pack members, is there and she's pregnant. But everybody's really weary of, of Mara and the rest of the pack that's still alive. Actually, all of the pack. I don't think any of them died in there. No, attack. the only one who did die was the wolf that came to that warn, warn him, them. Bill or somebody. Yes. Who was from his dad's Cade's pack. father's original pack. Mm-hmm. So he did die, but we didn't yeah. really, he wasn't crucial to this version of the story. Yeah. So, you know, some acceptance and some things, but they know that they have to find out, one, what's wrong with Mara and, and, and fix her, but also figure out why this they don't find out that Katarina and Mara are sisters until like the very end, towards the very end of the book. Oh, yeah. Because they never, like, he just forgets her name sometimes. So he just calls her the fire elemental. And Mara doesn't even know that what her, woman. What, yeah. The mean yeah, lady. The mean lady. Because he can't talk yet. He has no idea. But anyway, so as he gets back into his human forms, they start to, you know, get frisky and have the sex, but not before some rejection on Kate's part because Mara wants to especially sure. because she thinks she's dying she's yeah like, she's like no let's do this, do this. And I'm he's like, nah. all for it and he's like ah, I've got things that are on my mind I come with baggage I come with a lifetime of just my dick <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they have sex for the first time and then throughout the book and I mean, she becomes part of the pack and all of that. But I think we should talk about their first sex encounter. Yeah. The actual. Because they've had, you know, makeout scenes and... Those were so good. Yes, they were They're so good. They're so hot. Heavy and then, petting and... Yeah. Well, and then, mm-hmm. like, it's obvious they both want it and then he just, like, walks away. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, oh, okay. She's so confused. You don't like me. And he's like, oh, no, I like you. You can mm-hmm. look. Look at my dick. It's hard. I like you. <laughs> uh, but, you know... I don't think it's a good idea. And she's like, oh, okay, sure. His dick was hard a lot. It's a lot. Almost a lot. A lot of hard. A lot of hard dicks. Yeah. Finally, they come to an agreement that this is going to happen. Yeah. They kind of talk through some things. And, you know, she admits, like, I can't. I just don't know what my future is anymore. Now that I have one, it's weird. And he's like, okay, that's fine. He's like, but I can't. I can't be around you anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that part broke my heart. And she's like, well. I think he was having a nightmare and she wanted to comfort him. She's like, let me comfort you. And he's like, no, I can't. Because if I'm Mm -hmm. in your bed, I I want more. I want more than comfort from you. And so finally she's like, that's fine. I, I still can't promise you forever, but I'm, I I understand that this what this means for you, and I'm accepting of it. Yeah, even so, though it kills her. Ugh, ugh. It's so heartbreaking. Those were the moments at those moments where she's like, I can't, I can't do this. We can't be together. I can't love you. I can't be with you. All of those, those were the moments that I was just like, I'm crying. <laughs> it's so good. Oh. But yeah, so then they they do. They finally are like, okay, we're just going to just we have to have sex. And she's like, well, it's been a while. Uh, You know, she's been dying for a couple of years. And who wants to date a dying person? Right. (laughs) Right? So she's like, it's been like three years or so. And he says, oh, okay, well, it's been six for me. And she's like, what? (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, once he became the alpha of his own pack, he can't do the deed with anybody unless they're going to be his mate. Yeah, I guess he's just not, they just don't do casual sex. And so as an alpha, he just hasn't yep. in six years. So so uh, naturally, that first time is a little, uh, it's a little short. Short-lived. <laughs> It is so great, though. Oh, it was such it, one. It was a sexy scene, and two, so so real. Take away the water elemental and factor the and the werewolf <laughs> factor, and just think about the first time that you have sex with somebody, and you're like, oh yeah, this is a really reminiscent of a actual, especially sex with somebody. If- if you've built it up a bit, like mm-hmm. if it's been something you've been thinking about a lot and yeah. then finally happens and then it's three pumps and done. <laughs> yes. So he gets her off first, right? Yes. Natu- he- oh, yes. Naturally. Yeah. He gets her off first. So she's all like, It wouldn't cool. be one of our books if they didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, w- it wouldn't follow that same theme. He gets her off first. She's like, thank you. And then, well, she didn't say but, she might have. I don't but then she's like, I need you inside me now. And so he's like, okay. So he goes inside and he's embarrassed. <laughs> he's like, I can't, I can't last long, but literally three pumps and he is done. <laughs> That's in the book. Three, yes. Three thrusts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Spent. He hadn't had sex in six years, guys. Give him a break. You know what? We did. We have had a scene like this before. I thought that this was the only one, but it was in the Christmas book. Yeah, the vampire. Christmas the vampire. Book. I thought about that one too, actually. Yeah, because she she said that she loved having that sort of like she made con- him lose control with just yeah. her hand or her mouth, like before he wanted to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't quite intercourse. But it was still Yeah, it sex. was still really quick. And, yeah. and he was embarrassed, but she was like, that was so awesome. Yes. And, you know, I think you're, and I think you're right. When we did say that that was so, like, it's like real. Real. I, yeah. I've, that, their, those sex scenes from mm-hmm. that book were some of the most realistic. And this one is right there, too. Oh, 100%. Does, because I love all of the sex scenes we read. Mm-hmm. I love the ones where they're like 27 orgasms later. <laughs> They're so fun to read. But a giant part of my brain is going, bullshit. No Uh, fucking way. (laughs) That didn't happen. And you don't want it to happen. But these, and what this has in common, what this, and the, the, what was that book called? All I Want for Christmas is a Vampire. I think that was it. Those scenes are scenes, well, not beat for beat, but are like things you've experienced in life. Right. They They just, they have that ring of truth, that ring of life experience where it's like, yes, this might be a vampire and a super powerful woman or a elemental and a werewolf. But at the end of the day, it's two people connecting over one of the most, you know, intimate Mm -hmm. acts humans can participate in. And it's not always grand and no. fanciful and, and perfect. A yeah. lot of them are funny and <laughs> awkward. awkward and fucking silly. Yes, totally. <laughs> so it was just like, and they just, and they were both really kind of tired too. So yeah. after it's over, they just go to sleep. And mm-hmm. it's like, yep, that's that's how sex works. Yeah, That is exactly <laughs> how it works. And then and later they try again you know yes they do it and it's still successful and to have moments like that where 
then the guy can talk about how embarrassed he is or express his feelings. I don't know if that's something that a lot of women experience or if most of the time the guys are like, yeah, I'm done. I'm good. And then like forget to satisfy, you know, um, their Based ladies. on all of the research I've read, um, that is the heterosexual case. women get that second one. <laughs> <laughs> Which sucks. That's so sucky. They, uh, we, we don't, we don't get no. our share of orgasms. Yeah. We are behind on the orgasm scale. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at least in our books, we always get them right. Mm-hmm. I loved the blowjob scene. Oh, so good! Oh, that so was one good. of my favorites. And yeah, she. Uh, there really isn't much to describe other than she gave him a really sensual blowjob. I love to completion. To completion, and she said that she hadn't done that very often. So. She said she'd only done like it twice before. Yeah, something. Which, yeah. So I'm like, eh, but even then, in realist, realistically, she's describing like my cheeks hurt, my throat. Yes, yes, was that dry, was another thing. My mouth was cramping yes. up, but I didn't care. I kept going. I was like, that's exactly how much that is. <laughs> totally. When she said that her 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 like something like her mouth was sore or her jaw her was sore, jaw I'm like, hurt. holy fucking shit so fucking real because you don't talk about time no. you're like god damn it i can't keep my mouth why open why don't you just come already and it's like uh, like with other blowjob scenes they're really good right but it's yeah. always written so sensual like the tongue around the head and up and down the shaft and deep inside your mouth to the back <laughs> of your throat and just whatever but it doesn't explain the realness of How it uncomfortable it- that actually is <laughs> right for any you're- prolonged period of time I'm getting like phantom pain in my jaw right now. Locked jaw already. Yeah. I'm like, ow, ow, ow. You know, you know how like your your tongue gets wet when you think of lemon or you know yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, mine's Yo. doing that with uh, imagining cock. Right here, right. Yes, here. right there, right fucking there. Just right there, <laughs> right. And it, I love that so much because I was like, yes, that does happen. One hundred fucking percent and and that was extra why or why i love that one and we try we do we do i am unsuccessful 98 percent of the time so when you say unsuccessful do you mean never get you don't do it to completion no and i try so hard i don't try well i've definitely (laughs) here's the thing i'll do it and for me it's foreplay Okay. It's it's for, like it's foreplay. I'll do it, especially if it's like not fully there and it's just beginning and he doesn't have definitely a yes full hard on type of very, thing. Yeah. yeah, and then when he's ready, that's when I'll you know that's when the sex starts. Yeah, but if it's I mean very occasionally it'll go to completion, but for the most part, I don't even try to finish. You get my pussy after that. I, I agree <laughs> with you now. I mean, but younger me was like determined. <laughs> Because that's what you see in movies and you read in books and you yeah. watch in porn, right? That's uh, yep. how the world works, right? Well, that's just like it's part of the story you're told, especially because I think when you're young, younger, like in high school and stuff, blowjobs sometimes are the first thing. Yes. You know, that's like your first thing. It's encounter, the rite of passage. Right? right. And so you assume this is something you have to be good at and accomplish. <laughs> and it's it's not. First of all, it's not. No. And secondly... <laughs> Fucking Jesus. I tried. I tried. And I have a very, I think I am disadvantaged because I have a very small mouth, a very fast <laughs> gag reflex, and my tongue was tight as a baby. So it is. Your tongue was. Tiny. 
<laughs> so it's only this big. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what? A-? You know, I just don't have a lot to work with here. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. My teeth get in my way. Does that sound weird? I mean, no. I mean, they're in your mouth. Of course, they're, they're gonna in get your in mouth. The way. <laughs> and I feel, I feel like I don't know. I feel like I need to work on my technique or something because even when I kiss, I feel like my teeth get in the way. Mm. I don't know. It's so weird. That's yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna take my teeth out. To that. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah. So I mean, I've definitely like I yeah. I've given up on trying all that hard now because I'm just like whatever. As long as we're both happy, it's fine. Yeah. No, for me, it's all about getting started, and and that's even if that does that doesn't happen all the time. Well, no. I I, I mean, I talk to it quite often. <laughs> I get down there. He's like my little wolf. It doesn't talk back, but it looks at me with its one eye. And it just stares. It listens and it loves. It's, it's the greatest. <laughs> Sometimes the best conversations are when you're just talking and it listens. Yeah. I don't need you to mansplain anything to me. No. Thanks. <laughs> just listen. Yeah. So. Well, since we're talking about it, let's do our kiss and tell. Okay. And it's not about blowjobs, but it is about the first sex scene that they have where he splooges in three pumps. So for this episode's kiss and tell is going to be around the topic of how quick your first time with somebody was or, you know, like how realistic or, or this how this scene relates to your love life. Typically, I guess, in the beginning of a relationship, if you've ever tapped out first or if he tapped out first or if you've never gotten off or just, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. But three pumps and done. And it's not like he was ready to go. He wasn't a jerk about it. He just couldn't hold on. No, exactly. So he knew he wasn't going to be yeah. an all nighter that first time. Mm hmm. He's like, this yeah. is what I, he's like, I, I'm too invested in this at this point. <laughs> I'm and he, yeah. I'm too interested and I uh, can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've definitely had similar, I mean, not identical, but where the first time they're trying, they're, <laughs> they're, they're trying to hold it. But it's so exciting sometimes that first time because it's new and different and, mm-hmm. And uh, if you've been dating a little bit, there's some anticipation to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you've maybe gone out on a couple times and haven't had any sex yet. And so it's kind of like, oh, is this the time? And uh, yeah, so there's one in, in particular I'm thinking about where it was just like so fast. <laughs> <laughs> But to be fair, we were pretty drunk, so I think that probably has something to do with it. Okay. But then he tried so hard. He was like, I'm going to, I can do, I can do this for you. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Hold on. No, you just can't, like, honey. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's like, how could I, let me, let me do this. And I was like, no. You can't. No. <laughs> uh, nah. <laughs> it's okay. Oh. I'm okay. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it was, you know, it's cute. Yeah. It's cute. It's, cute. <laughs> it's, it, it's fun because they are truly vulnerable at that moment, you know? Men right after orgasm are special creatures. <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the greatest moment to strike. <laughs> that's the moment. <laughs> they are oblivious to the world. You take away their soul. When, a little bit, a little bit. You know, it just... <laughs> It escapes from them. They have an outer body experience. A piece of them 
escapes from their semen. Yep. But uh, so. yeah, I definitely have had that experience too. And Dan and I have been together for a really long time. And so there are now anymore, I would say in the past couple of years, it hasn't been so much, but somewhere in between, sometimes it was just real quick pumps. But mm -hmm. Dan is a generous lover. So like these books, he likes to get me off first or we'll break out my toy and we'll do it together or something, but very rarely. And this is when I'm just like, just do it. Flip me over. Get it done with. Like, you know, like I'm here for you. <laughs> In the way that you need me, because I like it too, you know, and even if I don't get off, I could go take care of myself later, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely happened to me. I will say the first time that Dan and I did have sex, uh, I did have two orgasms and he didn't have none. So I tapped out first and uh -oh. I was kind of scared, not scared. I thought he was a magical creature. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how are you still standing? What, why haven't but then I thought something was wrong with me I'm like mm, well I guess he doesn't like it you know because then you start doubting oh a hundred percent yes and why a man can't get off can't get off a man can get off just walking down the street like it's just that's not true <laughs> I mean, I mean that no, that's like, but that's part of the myths and the, and the like double standard, is because the assumption and the, what we all are taught is that yes, it's super easy and no problem for men. They don't have any trouble with it, right? Right. Until they're old and have ED or something. But but that isn't really true, and there are cases. You know, or like times where it just doesn't work and it's not happening for them, but that shouldn't be looked at in any derogatory fashion. You right. know, the same way that we like, like there's double standards for both genders going in different directions and all of it stems from toxic masculinity. Yes. So, so mm -hmm. like, you know, the myth that, oh, it's just too hard to get give women orgasms, so don't bother. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, well, if he doesn't orgasm, he must not like you. Right. <laughs> well, no, they can have a lot going on too. And sometimes something, the wind blows and changes it all for them and they're just like well yeah. that's the end of that right now <laughs> no he told me later that he was just he i mean pretty much wanted an all-nighter but he was of that belief that women want mul multiple orgasms and i was done at two i didn't i don't want any more stop <laughs> trying to give me more than two yeah that's but very true like yeah that mm. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. again, it's it's part of the narrative and the story is like, well, that makes them a good lover, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, no, listening makes you a good lover. Yeah. It does. <laughs> so we're all, we all get told all this, these stories and these lies from society about the way things are supposed to be. Yeah. And what they mean. And the truth is much murkier and much harder to parse and it's really more individual wise like just talk yeah. to your partner what are they going through <laughs> yeah exactly you're fine but it is actually that's more awkward obviously in the beginning i think especially yes. when you're younger yeah yeah it can yeah. be tricky yep mm -hmm, for sure yeah when you're 18 years into a relationship it just becomes laughable <laughs> now i just make fun of him for three <laughs> pumps and done which he doesn't do very often so <laughs> Well, cool. Yeah. I mean, I would, the blowjob scene alone in this book, that was my favorite intimate scene, was that one. Yeah, that one was, yeah. 
I mean, I'm, I just, just every time they're together, I was happy. Like, they're, again, I think I might be fixating more on some of their early makeout sessions. Oh, we love the makeout sessions. So good. I was, because he had a boner all the time. All the time. I was waiting. Like, I wanted a masturbation scene so badly. Oh, you know how we love those. Come on, give me one, give me one. We didn't get one. But that's okay. I'll take it. We do love those. Yeah, those were great. Those are such good stories. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, yes, uh, good sex. So, <laughs> yeah. um, in light of both characters kind of going quite a while without intimacy, I have an article today for our fun fuck fact that is on uh, thegreatest.com and it's called, Is It Sexual Frustration or Skin Hunger? We'll help you find out. Um, it's written by Chantel Pattermore on March 29th of 2021. And so part, again, part of social like s- story is like this idea of being sexually frustrated. Like if, if you you're out with a friend and they seem to be tense somebody will make the joke like ah you just need to get laid (laughs) you're sexually frustrated right but even though we have this social concept of it the cultural idea there's no medical diagnosis for sexual frustration so this article is trying to kind of parse what people might be going through like what really is going on physically and like what that can actually mean so how to tell if you're sexually frustrated it covers huge spectrums from being unable to orgasm to trauma-based loss of libido it can affect both couples and people who are single no matter how much you are how much sex you are getting so it's not necessarily just this story of the lack of sex mm-hmm. there can be sex without actual connection or without what you need to be getting from it so that can make you feel irritable depressed trouble sleeping all kinds of things so it can be caused by external or internal factors and sometimes you don't have the same needs as your partner there can be trauma or or like a past experience that's being triggered during sex that's maybe causing uh, mm-hmm. your body and your mind to shut down during it so you're not yeah. really getting the full release that you need or the full intimacy that you might be needing so th- that would require therapy you know mm-hmm. that's something that's much harder to try to parse individually or on your own um, so definitely take care of that if that's a uh, something you're dealing with or I don't know a global pandemic and stress you know <laughs> you know <laughs> something simple like that might be causing mm. some issues yeah so so when this article goes it goes on like what can be some of the causes it goes into like blue balls and all the talk about that but at the end, it goes first, like, what can we do about it? So if you feel like you're being, you're feeling frustrated, like either you're getting sex or you're not getting sex or, you, or you, you're not getting it or you're getting it, but it's not solving some need that you have. And so you're still feeling frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, see, here are some of the suggestions. Seek emotional intimacy. So maybe what you're trying to solve physically, you really need to talk and be emotional about instead. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to take care of yourself. Go yeah. use your toy or your Go hand. Or your hand and just, you know, see if maybe there's something missing that you can take care of yourself that's helpful. Uh, yep. Talking it out, exercise, talk to a therapist, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, or sometimes just skin, like touch, physical touch. Okay. So, 
So yeah, so that's it. So that's kind of like, just because we use the term over and over again, sexual frustration doesn't mean it can just be solved with sex. There's other things that might be going on and you have to kind of investigate your own feelings and emotions and what's happening with you if you're feeling like that and uh, try out some alternative solutions. Awesome. Yeah. And I may or may not post this on Friday. (laughs) You know, it's a big surprise, you guys. How about this? If Kalina ever makes a post on a Friday, the first person to comment gets free swag from us. <laughs> if you listen to this episode and Kalina actually puts up the fun fun fact on Friday and you say, oh my God, I'm finally up. You get fucking free swag. Guaranteed. I would send it to you. Okay. Now we got to remember we said this. Oh, and, shit. And that is episodes going up in three months. You're right. I won't remember this. Remind me, you guys. Okay. We'll give you the contact information at the end of this episode. <laughs> so, nice. Well, yay. so, I mean, at the end, they're together. They stay together. She becomes his mate and a part of the pack. And then there's, you know, the underlying story of... Liam, who's his beta, and Bella, who is the air elemental that got saved by Katarina a couple of years ago. So she's like this really sweet, quiet girl who doesn't remember who she is. She has no memory beyond washing up on a beach in Mexico and being saved by Katarina. Yeah. So, um, and she's got this slight accent that they can't figure out. And, you know, Liam a long time ago lost... um, his uh, a mate who was a waterman. Well, or they weren't. Oh, they wait, were, maybe they weren't mates. They were, yeah. He, he was, was ready, in love. He was ready to mate her. He wanted to mate her. They were going to do that because you can only mate at the full moon. But before that, she quote unquote died. Right. Yep. <laughs> yes. And she was an air elemental. Yes. Yep. So, yeah. But so we suspect that there's going to be a Liam and Bella, but that's not her name. But... No, it's like Caitlin or something. Yeah. As far as Liam's, the air elemental that Liam was in love with and yeah. who he thinks died is named Caitlin, I think. But maybe not Caitlin. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I It only got mentioned at the end kind of quickly yeah, and now I've it forgotten did. it. But, but yeah, the, the next book is A Shift in Air. So I'm ah, pretty sure. Nice. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's what uh, is coming. Those are brilliant fucking play on words, by the way. A shift in the water, a shift in the air. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so good. Yeah, and then a shift in the earth and a shift in fire. Awesome. Well, here's another quadruplet that that we need to finish. Oh, hells yeah. No, I won't be, we won't be taking four years to get through these. (laughs) They're going to be added to the schedule pretty quickly. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) One, because they're super fun to read. And we haven't mentioned it, but I loved the narrators for this. Oh, I did too. They were good. I, I don't think we've had either one of those before i mean sometimes there's only so many i mean there's a ton of narrators but it does feel like we get some of the same ones over and over again Mm -hmm. but richard sawyer and lucy rivers i thought did a fantastic job i tell you anytime any of them did liam i was wishing that's my favorite why aren't why doesn't everyone sound like irish why why not why not it's my fucking most favorite i just think it's so goddamn sexy so sexy it just literally makes it's gushy <laughs> my pussy quiver it's gushy exactly. i'm just like oh you get yes. squishy <laughs> you Even patrick's irish and i'm like why don't you sound Irish? <laughs> that would really do it for me <laughs> 
nights. Dan does it sometimes just to tease me. Oh, God, yes. But, yeah, so good. So, yeah, that'll be the next, like, yeah, we'll do. We'll get to it soon, shortly, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Cool. All well, right. Let's rate this thing. Let's do it. All right. Book and then sex. I think we usually do sex and then book. Sex and then book. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, all of a sudden I was like, oh, wait, that sounds hard and backwards. <laughs> No, you're right. We do. We do. Sex. Hold on. Sex. Sex and then book. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Seven. Nine. Nine. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Very, very good. It is. It was a good. Very, very nice. And the reason I gave it a seven is not because I don't like it. I loved all I think, of it, especially that blowjob scene. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess I don't really have a defense. For no, I think, I think seven I wanted- is actually the right one. I mean, it it's good. I think it's just it's, there's only a little. I think that would be That's my what biggest I say. complaint. I wanted more. Is that I do love all of the emotional stuff that we have to go through mm-hmm. before we get there, obviously. Uh, you know, I love the buildup of that. But by the time we get to it, then we just have a lot of fighting. Like they have to save, you know, like a lot of drama, a lot of yeah. the action, action happened. The storyline And happens, so we don't yeah. get as much of just like, also there's always people in her house. Like the wolves are in the yes. house now, so they're never alone again. And mm-hmm. I kind of am like, I just need you guys to like be alone <laughs> and get really good yeah. sex out of this. <laughs> Yeah. So I would have liked a little bit more, but that I think seven is the right rating for it. And then yeah, it's a it's the stories. Oh, oh the I emotional loved it. arcs of this story That's... is fucking. I just I was so in love with. Oh yeah. And I know it's it it just was so it was so heart just gut wrenching to li- like to. That's what it to was. Read That's the whole the story yes. of like a woman who thinks she's dying, saving a dying wolf, and it's just and the bond that grows between them is just like oh my god. Tear no, my it's fucking beautiful. heart out. Totally. Yep. Nope. That's the whole reason why I was. I text you. I was like, "This book is so fucking good." <laughs> <laughs> I was crying, literally crying. So no, this one, this one got me. I recommend this book, and I can't wait to get into the other ones. It's gonna be awesome. Oh, I am so excited. Yep. So cool. Well, for our next book, we are going to be reading "Vengeance Denied." by Zoe Indiana. So if you guys remembered, we'd already done the two previous books of this. Vengeance <laughs> Of course. Uh, of course. Unveiled. I knew this was gonna vengeance unveiled and vengeance executed. Vengeance unveiled and vengeance executed. <laughs> Jesus. I did this every single episode, by the way. I didn't write any of it down. <laughs> Zoe, I'm sorry. But this is the third. This is the third of the trilogy. And uh, it's we're going to finish it off. brand new. In our timeline, it's not out yet. <laughs> In your right. timeline, it will hopefully, fingers crossed, because we got to read it, have just come out. <laughs> <laughs> In uh, March, or no, not March, uh, yes. May. The end of May. Uh, the May, beginning the of end June. of May. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if you can get your hands on that, go for it. We hope you guys have read the other ones with us. And uh, we're going to have a fun discussion yeah, we're, about we're that. We're slated, if all goes according to plan, to interview Zoe. So we're going to get to wrap yeah. up the whole series with her and find out all about the potential aliens that are now involved in humanity. <laughs> I know. 
Oh, we're going to ask her what the fuck is up. I need to know. So we need to know. Hopefully the third book explains it and then we can talk to her about it. So yeah. So join (laughs) us for episode 90 of Vengeance Denied. Can't believe we're already at 90. I know. So crazy. (laughs) All right. So in the meantime, please reach out to us on all of our social media. Um, We would love to hear from you. You can tell us all about how, I don't know, some some error we made in this podcast because we probably did something something wrong. Tell us about it. Um, But that is Dirty Books on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or you can email us at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And we're on TikTok. I mean, so, I mean, yeah, we are. <laughs> as much as we know how we to better be, be right? TikTok, we were there. I did it once. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it none. Um, you know, I don't know. How to maybe do it. I will have done it again by the time this episode comes out. <laughs> Yeah, and you could check us out on our website at sturdybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. And if you can find a place to rate, review, subscribe, that would be amazing. We would love it if you guys reached out and uh, showed showed us uh, if you liked us or whatever. You know, whatever. It's it's cool. That's how podcasts get out there and notice ratings, things. Ratings, is, ratings, is by ratings. ratings. So. It's super important, and if you don't want to do it, cool. I get you. But we love it if you would. It can be challenging, yeah. but you know, yeah. try. <laughs> and thanks, Jim Townsend, for the music. Yeah. So, alrighty, I think, guys. I think that is good. This is Sayla, and this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, reading dirty books with Kalina and Saylet. Be sure to tune in to the next episode with some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.